Hello, and welcome to The Gaily Prophet, a podcast where we need a fucking break from talking about anything that J.K. Rowling has written, but we are still bringing you some incredibly rad Harry Potter content because we love you. Today, we are so excited to be featuring an episode about race and Harry Potter recorded by my personal favorite Doctor Who podcast, Woke Doctor Who. If you haven't heard of this podcast and you are a Doctor Who fan, you should absolutely check them out right now. They are like the us of Doctor Who, and you're gonna love it. However, they sometimes do episodes about other fandoms that they are really into, and this is an example of one of those episodes where they talk about all of the people of color that we see in Harry Potter and it's brilliant and funny and you're gonna enjoy it so much. So without further ado, please enjoy this very special episode. Welcome Whovians. This is Woke Doctor Who. This podcast is about race and representation in Doctor Who. If that's not where you're here, bye. But if you are here for passionate discussions about race, gender, sexual orientation, etc., then allons-y. If your kids are any younger than kind of teenaged, this is probably not the place for them. We're not promising to be tame in the future, you guys. Okay, so this is at least a PG-13 podcast. (laughs) At least. This is Eugenia and Toya and welcome back to Woke Doctor Who. Hey. (laughs) So today we're going to be uh, diverging a little bit from Doctor Who Mm. um, and you know it's starting to get it's winter or it's not winter it's almost winter but it's it's fall and um, the leaves are starting to change and so we're feeling kind of holiday-ish and so holiday-ish means Harry Potter. It always does. Yay. Yeah. And so as two women of color, um, one of the things that we always focus on in any Harry Potter media whatsoever, whether mm-hmm. it's the books, whether, whether it's the, um, the, uh, movies, whether it's the, uh, play. Yeah. Um, we're always going to care about the characters of color. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So today we're going to actually talk about all of those characters of color that we have found across the Harry Potter media in the books, in the movies, in the new play. Um, and we're going to talk about them. It is interesting that we can say that because there are so few that we can just spend one podcast episode right. talking about these characters. <laughs> let's really hope, let's hope it's not our shortest episode ever. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So We're going to talk about um, the students, of course, Um, the lack of representation among the professors. We'll talk about the kind of side characters that are people of color. And we'll talk about how some characters went from white to black and back again (laughs) and what that did to the fandom, basically. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, yes. Yeah. So let's start with uh, the students that we can find in the books and or the movies. Okay. So let's start, you know, we're going to focus on our our main three and then we're going to talk about the people around them. Yes, let's do it. Yeah. So um, in the same year as our like brave three, what do we call them? The The HRH. The HRH. (laughs) (laughs) Um. We have, uh, so other Gryffindors of mm-hmm. their same year. Yeah. Um, and so within that year, well, maybe not even Gryffindor, mm. other students within the yes. same year. Yeah. So within that same year, we have at least three characters of color. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Dean Thomas. Yes. Who is a Gryffindor. Yes. And, um, uh, we're told at the beginning that he is half Muggle, right? Or yes. that he was raised Muggle. Yes. And I think his, he has one Muggle parent and right. one wizard parent. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. And so we didn't know anything right about his wizard parent. That's right. Um, because I remember, what was it? West Ham? He was a West Ham supporter, like a, the football team yes, supporter. Yes, yes, yes. And so at some point, like the West Ham posters got replaced with the Chudley Cannons poster. Mm-hmm. Um, so like there were support. He went from, yes. oh, I'm a normal. Normal British boy, British muggle, um, you know, going for my football team to look, I'm a wizard He's now. He's full wizard now, like yeah. <laughs> Which I'd hope that the West Ham love wouldn't go away. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like you can still like muggle You can things. still be a muggle, Dean. Yeah. So, Dean, um, we... You know, for the longest time, we we didn't know anything about him other than other about his parentage. Right. um, Except for the fact that his mother was a muggle. Yes. And most likely his father was a wizard because um, he was raised by a muggle stepfather. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, we ended up finding out. I forget what the details, but like we hadn't like at the very outset, I think I had assumed that he was completely muggle born. Yeah. Yeah, I think I I think I did too. Right. Yeah, because there were so few and so I was looking for the other ones who were like Hermione and right. I think that's what I assumed about Dean. Right. And so yeah. um it's very weird because Dean is friends like he's best friends with Seamus Finnegan, right? right? Who we know me me mom's a witch, yes. dad's a muggle, bit of a shock for yep. him when he found out. Um and that's Annoying how that doesn't Mam's roll. A witch. <laughs> Mam's a witch. Mam's a witch. I'm half and half. Um, <laughs> don't let me do any more accents. <laughs> so it's a little bit weird that we ended up seeing Dean, his best friend's yeah. story, get retconned mm-hmm. to bring in um, a witch, witch father. A wizard, a wizard father. father. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it's something that came um, after, a, like, in a roundabout way on Pottermore. So yes. anyone who was not on Pottermore wouldn't have known that this was Dean's history at all. They yes. would have just assumed, oh, he's just a, uh, a another a a muggle born, right? Yep. So a muggle born, half and half, they're best friends. But now it turns out that, you know, Dean was also Dean was half also half wizard. and half. Yep. But the thing that's really upsetting about that is, you know, what's the stereotype that we always talk about is black dads leaving. Yeah, black dads leaving and, and leaving so, them alone with a single right, mother. Right. Yeah. And that's something that I didn't need to have in Harry Potter. Yeah. I really didn't need it at all. Like yep. that that shouldn't have been there. Yep. And it and it happens does it happen again? No, because Blaze's mom Blaze's mom is the witch, right? Is she? Oh, Blaise Samini? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that it was his mom who was the witch. 
You know, we have these tiny little things um, called phones where we could yeah, just we look, can it look it up. We can look it up. But, <laughs> but, like- but yes, you're right that it does. It just kind of goes ahead and plays into stereotypes right. of black kids not being raised by both parents. Right. Um, even across the the wizard muggle line, that's mm-hmm. still a thing that happens. Yeah. And, you know, it's just something that the black the black parents don't stay together to take right. care of their kids. And then, like, I think I'm trying to remember because I remember reading that like retcon on Pottermore and just getting really upset. And I'm yeah. like, you know what? I'm not reading anything about this anymore. Um, and so, um, one of the things that I remember was that oh no, that not only was the father a wizard that yeah. had left, that the father had gotten killed by um by Voldemort's followers yeah, by the Death Eaters. By the Death Eaters, like, yeah. Okay, so now on top of that stereotype, you are adding the the death of black men. The murder. The murder yeah. of black men into this story. Yeah. Like why is any of this necessary? Yeah, yeah. And and you know, if you were to say that to JK probably she wouldn't think anything of it you know because again and we've talked about this when it comes to Doctor Who as well the idea is that if if it's on the page like if the character character exists then diversity has been taken care of and so just like we talk about in Doctor Who that it's not enough just to have the characters on screen you also have to have people in the writer's room and so forth to make sure that they're accurately representing black lives or the lives of people of color. It's the same thing here where of course JK would say, I have black characters Mm -hmm. and never even think about what you're saying that you think about black people in the way that you write those characters. Right. Right. Because, you know, diversity has just become a numbers game. Right. They're there. And so I can check off that I have a black character, Mm -hmm. never giving any more thought to what you've done with that character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think that happens over and over and over as we look at the representation of not just black characters, but other characters of color. It's the same thing that it hasn't even occurred that, oh, this might not look or sound yeah. that nobody <laughs> around her can sit there yeah. and say Ooh. Ooh. like there was no editor who was like mm, you might want to rethink right. that storyline because you know mm-hmm. um and so yeah it, it's kind of the equivalent of not having black writers in in the room of a tv show really right. yeah right yeah agreed so yeah i'm still like you know, I'm really happy that there were any characters of color, oh, of but course. like, yeah, I've just she needed to just and this this is sort of a blanket statement for JK. <laughs> she needed to just leave well enough alone. Yeah. I would have been perfectly happy with Dean having had muggle. Yeah, parents. just being a muggle born. Like, there's no big deal. The like, same way really, Hermione was. Yeah. I could have left it there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could have just done it. Yep. Um, and then, well, we're going to jump over since you already mentioned Blaze. Yeah. So I just looked it up. Okay. Yay. So, it's even, yeah, we did some research, i.e. we're doing research right, right. now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All the rest of it is just in our nerdy little head. Yes. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, so I did not know that Blaze Zabini's mother, Ms. Zabini, <laughs> was a somewhat of a black widow. I did. I oh uh, feel like I knew so that. She was, he, she was a famously beautiful witch who had been yes. widowed seven times. Yeah. By 96. Yeah. yeah. Seven, seven times. times. Ooh, that doesn't That's, sound accidental. Um, <laughs> mm. I hope all seven of them are rich. <laughs> 
So yes, now yeah. we have the other black male character, right? The other, the other, the other black that's male the only other one whose yeah. mother, who again raised by, well, he was raised by a single mother. Yes, um, Dean was raised by a stepfather, a stepfather, and, stepfather and, his mother, and his mother. Yeah, um, and so, but like we have, I guess, and now the, a single and now mother, the mother is a black who's widow, a black widow who's been widowed seven seven times. Wonderful, that wonderful, mm, yeah. Mm-mm. That's that's says great things about black women too. Mm-hmm. You know, that's we, really we pray on we pray on men. How wonderful! Oh well, yeah, at least she was famous for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's really upsetting. <laughs> and then he turns out to be an, an evil. Yeah, one. he's like, an evil. Oh, he's god. an evil. Well, his mom was an evil. Yeah. So I guess there you so. go. See, and this is the thing too. Like for me, as part Slytherin, I don't like. <laughs> And all the, the idea that Slytherin is inherently evil, right. which is so, it's so We're reductive. It's so pitiful. Yeah. <laughs> Are there, like, I only, I'm only half Slytherin or maybe like one third Slytherin, yeah. but that part is really ambitious tend, and it's a good thing. I tend to love Slytherin, so it's fine. <laughs> you know, I have, I have lots of Slytherin friends and the Slytherin booze and my child herself is a Hufferin. Uh, as we say so Slytherin is her second house so yeah so yeah he didn't I am die, a lover of the Slytherins I don't he, remember okay. dying. no I don't think he did <coughs> I don't think he fought at the Battle of Hogwarts so yeah uh, that would make sense yeah, yeah. well all right mm-hmm. I mean so this really like meaningless character right you know like thank he's you. just there to be evil and handsome yep, I think yeah so that was about you. it Thank Hi, Blaze. Bye, Blaze. Throwing us some bones, or how do you ever say it? Throw, yeah. Throwing, uh, throwing, throwing us a bone. Yes, thank you. Yep, throwing Don't us a bone. Don't know the terms. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, like now now we've covered 100% of the black men. Of the black men. Well, in, in the students. The books. Yep. Yeah. Yep. At, well, in the students. Yeah, the in students. the students. Yep. So, the, yep, that's, that's, that's it. it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Show's over, folks. Yep. It's not. So, there's that. <laughs> All right. Okay. So. Moving on, we do have black girls. Yes. Um. So we have Angelina. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. So I, I could practically talk this whole episode about Angelina. Yeah, we have thoughts. <laughs> so okay. So I do love that. Um, the girl that they cast to play her in the mm-hmm. movies is so pretty. Yeah, like, she I was, was a pretty she's girl. So gorgeous. Yeah. But I'm still really, really upset. So. You know, she's she's a Gryffindor. She's yes. really brave. She's a chaser on the Quidditch team. That's right. Super accomplished. That's great. Meets her boo, Fred. Yep. Right? Yeah. Fred goes to the <laughs> dance with Fred. It's like, we got to point that out. Fred. And Fred. And then Fred dies. No, Fred. <laughs> and and so, so Fred dies. Yeah. And then we find out later in the epilogue that, um, you know, she and George bonded over, over their, Fred's their, death their morning, yeah. And then ended up together. They got married and had kids, one of whom's name was Fred. Yes. <laughs> so, okay, JK, yeah. JK, is this not weird to you? It is weird. It's it, super it's weird. weird. It's I'm weird. Sorry. Yes, like grief brings together. I think it happens. Together. It happens. Yeah. yeah. But, like, we have so many we have so few characters of color already like why why would you do this like i'm just it's it's so frustrating to me because it takes away a lot of her agency right Mm. and i know that her goal was really to just put everyone in the weasley family and that's fine but ostensibly she had her own family yes right yes of course and she could have 
like met other people yes. like it, it like the the person you marry and i know that's not the case in any of harry potter because mm. apparently the only people that get married except for lupin and tonks got married to the people that they met in high school and luna Luna, yes, because yeah. Luna married uh, Scamander, but yes. not in the movies because apparently that's right. in the movies they decided that Luna and Neville had to be together, which I don't like. Really? Yeah. Well, that- I mean, yeah. So at the end, like uh, it's supposed to be assumed that yes. these are yeah. the two little yes. weirdos. Don't they yes. belong together? Yeah. So like they held hands after yes. the battle, but that's not actually how it happened because no. um, Neville winds up with Hannah Abbott, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, and then. Uh, Luna winds up with, with a commander, commander yep. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, which is perfect for her. Right. And, like, I just want the best for Luna. So, yes. I, well, and Neville, too. I'm sure yes. Hannah Abbott was much I'm sure more... she was a lovely girl. Yes. I, we don't know anything about Hannah Abbott. No, except Maybe that she... her mom was killed. Was her mom killed? Her mom was killed. Um, uh, in fact, I was just, was I listening to an episode of, I don't know if I was because I was listening or because I was reading. Oh, I think it was, uh, an episode of Harry Potter and the Sacred Text, actually. Oh, okay. But it, it reminded me that at some point, um, we learn that during like the summer or something, mm-hmm. Hannah Abbott's mom was killed. Okay. Um, because oh, they're reading the newspaper right. and Ron does something like, has anybody we know, yeah. you know, has anybody been killed today? Right. Um, yeah. And before that, we'd only known of Hannah Abbott because her name it is was very the first. Yeah. yeah, the first. Well, yeah. so she, she ended up in Hufflepuff, yes. right? Oh. I think Hannah Abbott's a Hufflepuff and, and that's all we knew about her was right. that she was the very first person out of the sorting hat. Right. Um, but yeah. yeah, so we don't know. Although, you know, a Hufflepuff for not, for Neville seems it's, just about yeah, right. Yeah, it's okay. Yep. Like, I'm happy with the people they ended up with. Yes. I don't think I would have liked the two of them together. It's and a I little love bit both too of pet, their characters, you know? right? Yeah. I love both of their characters. Yeah. So, but anyways, um, back to Angelina. Yes. Like, so, like, in this world, we're, like, we're meant to assume that you may meet the people that you're going to marry yes. in high school, in school. which is yep. crazy. Um, but, like, I don't know, like... There had to have been more for Angelina. There could have been so yeah. much more for her. You there know? were many other boys. Although, yeah. like, I understand. I understand that grief brings people together. I understand why Fred's twin and Fred's girlfriend would turn to each other in grief because they were two of the people who knew him best in the world and spent the most time with him. Um, And I even understand why she would fall in love with George um, after having lost Fred. That does not keep it from being weird right? and creepy. Like, I feel like that's something that actually happens in real life. Like, mm-hmm. people, when they lose, folks will turn to each other in grief, and you'll hear that somebody has married their brother's widow or right. something like that. And every time I kind of cringe, like, ooh. Um, and so, yeah, it it's... I under, it's understandable for me, but it also makes me feel like what you're saying is that Angelina just substituted one right. twin for the other. Like the fact that they're twins makes it so much creepier right. than if they had just been brothers, right. you know, because it's as if you're saying, well, they're carbon copies of one another. And if I can't have this one, then I'll just have the other one as if they weren't two people. Mm-hmm. And that's very strange. Right. That's very strange. And it's, it's weird. The idea that, you know, of everyone that ends up in this family that she like, oh, and a lot of them actually like, you know, they kind of 
captured all of the broken birds in the in the yeah. Weasley family, you know, yeah. like all of them. Everyone who's married into that family has been traumatized in some way, you know, like Harry was clearly would have did have PTSD already in the right, books. Right. And thereafter would probably have a lot of it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I just feel a little uncomfortable with um, Angelina being reminded on a daily basis of her trauma, you know, yeah. like of losing her boyfriend in a battle against like evil. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's very, it's, 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 it's weird. Yeah. And then when you, and again, this is, you know, a testament to the fact that, oh, this wasn't a black writer, you yeah. know, because we, we have spoken at length about black women really shouldering a lot of the trauma that yes. happens within black communities yes. via other communities and via other people outside in the black community. So why why the one black woman, and we'll talk about the potential that Hermione is yet another yes, later, yes. but why the one black woman that of all of these really traumatized people will be continuing to suffer that same trauma? Yes, every and every day yeah. is going to be re-inflicted because she's going to look at her husband, who looks just like her fallen boyfriend. They're apparently and, the same down to yeah, the last freckle. Yeah, and then giving birth to... Um, another Weasley boy, and then every time you speak his name, you're going to think about your fallen yeah. boyfriend. It's it's just, it's very it's very strange. <laughs> I wanted to say gross. I don't know that it's bad enough for gross, but it's 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 weird. It's a weird yeah. a weird dynamic. Yeah. Um, and and that's bec- that's who Angelina becomes. Mm-hmm. As if Angelina wasn't great in and of herself, she was a great character yeah. before any of this ever occurred. Um, Angelina put her own name into the Goblet of Fire. Like, mm-hmm. girlfriend was ready to mm-hmm. be the Gryffindor champion. I think other people assumed that's who was going to be the Gryffindor right. champion. Um, and, you know, of course, everything happens with Harry and so forth. Right. But, you know, people were backing Angelina. People yep. understood why she would have put her name in the Goblet of Fire. She was a leader. She was a kick-ass athlete. Mm-hmm. Like, this was a fully realized black character. She wasn't one of the central characters, yeah. but she had a life. She had a story that belonged to her. Mm-hmm. And somehow that got left on the wayside because she then became Fred's grieving widow, quote unquote, for lack yeah. of a better term. And then George's wife, right. you know, Um and all of the stuff that made her wonderful and powerful unto herself was kind of left by the wayside. And that that is upsetting for yeah. me. It's upsetting for me because I really loved Angelina. Um, I loved her braids. Um, let's let's keep in mind that Angelina was the one who was um, the victim or the the target of racist language by a Slytherin. I'm um, talking was- about it looks like she had worms on oh, her head. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yep. Oh, my God. And so, you know, it's interesting to me that the allegory for race and racism in Harry Potter becomes those who are muggles and those who are witch wizard, mm-hmm. right? Instead of actually actively discussing race and racism. And so shit like... <laughs> She looks like she has worms coming from her head, slides past Mm -hmm. without really being addressed. And that's actual literal racism as opposed to, you know, this imaginary 
racist divide um, between the muggles and the witches and wizards. Because even though the witches and wizards have their quote unquote own world, they still live on this planet Mm -hmm. with the rest of humankind. Mm -hmm. And so you're not going to tell me that racism isn't a part of the world in which they live. Mm -hmm. Um, And we've talked a bit, and I think we're we're actually planning uh, to do another episode about this at some point, but we've talked, we've talked a lot about, actually we've talked about the houses and stuff, right? The schools. And so, yeah, so we've oh, talked we haven't a, talked a lot about right, the but we we will, but yeah, but that's something to to think about, right? That there are the schools all over the world, and so there are schools that belong to areas that are black areas, mm-hmm. like there is an African school, mm-hmm. right? And then there are schools in places like the states and places like the United Kingdom, where there are every kind of race is represented in the schools. Mm-hmm. And I have to ask, how does that happen, particularly um, in places like the United Kingdom and the United States, the United States with our heritage of mm-hmm. enslavement mm-hmm. and the United, King- the United Kingdom with their heritage of colonialism mm-hmm. and enslavement mm-hmm. and how that would have shown itself among the pupils. Don't tell me that just because they're wizards this has not infected them and the way that they think mm-hmm. about other races of people. I mean, yeah, like I, I, I can't imagine that, um, you know, the sisters that we meet in Fantastic Beast that mm-hmm. went to Ilvermorny were not having grown, having grown up here in the mm-hmm. U.S. had not been touched by like had not been taught, yeah, yeah. by well. And t- yeah, that too. Yes. themselves, but then taught white supremacy. Yes, on white top supremacy. Of it, yes, absolutely. Know? And so, like you know, they, in the movies, they don't address what it would have been like. What it would have been like when these Goldstein sisters yes. met Lita Lestrange and her half brother. That's right. Like, and we'll get more in depth there, but we don't talk about that. And wasn't, it wasn't there in the movies at all? So there, the minister mm-hmm. was a was black a black woman. woman. Yeah, and that's nothing. Nothing. Right. They don't address that at all. Mm-mm. You know. Um. And it never comes up. And it's like, okay, come on. It's no way in the world, even just that they were out walking in the street alongside the other muggles. It's no way in the world that that never would have come up, even if those laws or mores aren't formalized in the wizarding world, you're not going to tell me that when you have interactions with the muggles that that never comes mm-hmm. up. Like, come on, mm-hmm. come on. So, yeah. I mean, are you trying to say that all like black witches, witches and wizards like have their own sort of uh, like, like, what is the word? Glamour spell? Yeah, a force field or something. Like, yeah, I, don't, I don't I don't know. understand. And so, yeah, they, even among the like the Weasleys. Okay, so... This is not to say that there were no such thing. Of course, there were interracial marriages and interracial and biracial children and everything and whatever back in the 90s. Of course, it wasn't that long ago. But you're just acting like Angelina and George just would have went ahead and gotten married. The potentially black Hermione, we'll talk about that a little bit, and Ron just would have gotten married. And nobody would have ever thought anything about that, mm-hmm. that two of the Weasley kids married black folks and like nobody that would never have come up. Mind you, Ron had his own feelings about muggles. Like he had, you know, little supremacist feelings Mm -hmm. 
about muggles and you're telling me that there were no little white supremacist feelings among British people. I don't care if you're a wizard or not. Right. Um, and that would never have come up. Mm-hmm. That's what you're saying to yeah. me. Yeah. And for me, like, I, I'm just, you know, I, I'm not willing to accept. Well, just it's a kid's book. No, no, I'm not willing to accept that because like, you know, what what the whole premise of the book's are are like look this is kind of an alternate mm-hmm. like history of the world you are currently currently living right. in That's they right. might be among us we yep. don't know you yep. know and so like if you are going to say oh this could be real pull in the real with it right because war the wars still happen right right and so we know that they understand what's happening in the muggle world Mm -hmm. that the minister of magic and the prime minister actually have relationships one with another and that the minister of magic every now and then will visit and say you know it's some stuff going down in the magic world that's going to influence what's happening in the muggle world and so forth and so we know that they have interactions with each other, even if it's just the fact that there are muggle-born witches and wizards who wind up in these schools mm-hmm. or half-muggle-born yep. witches and wizards who wind up in these schools. So you have to interact with people outside of here. Yeah. It's no way to tell me that there isn't some a form of racial bias mm-hmm. In the wizarding world. And so, and we can see that quite clearly with the Slytherin. Was it Pansy? It might have been Pansy. Yeah, Pansy. Who said that um, to Angelina. It was. And so, but that's never addressed. Mm-hmm. It's never addressed yep. in the books how Angelina, how Dean, how um, the Patels, like any of the people of color, how they would have been treated mm-hmm. in the school. Right. Um, speaking of which, we'll talk about the Patels, yes. right? Hey everyone, Eugenia here. So your friendly neighborhood Ravenclaws have discovered new information that actually makes some of the stuff that we recorded factually incorrect. Since we're both Ravenclaws, this is unacceptable. (laughs) So um, Toya recently found out on uh, Harry Potter and the Sacred Text um, that Patil is actually a real name. Um, and it's funny because we sort of operated on um, the just sort of passed around lore um, of many people complaining that, no, it's not Patel, it's Patil. And Harry Potter and the Sacred Text just had a, uh, a Indian woman on who did confirm that Patil and Patel are both names from the same region in India. So we Ravenclaws needed to correct that, but... This Ravenclaw, Eugenia, wanted to still mention that Cho Chang is still not a real name, unless her real name, unless her first name is like Sleeve or Wrinkle, which is ridiculous. So Cho Chang, not a real name. Patil, real name. There we go. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Um, yeah. yeah. So the Patils. Yeah. Um, Parvati and Padma. Padma. Yeah. 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 So, oh, Parvati and Padma. And I think they were actually in two separate houses. They were. Weren't they? And that's something that annoys the hell out of me yeah. in the, the movies because Padma is a Ravenclaw. We that's see right. so few Ravenclaws. Yes. Let her still be, Let a, her Ravenclaw. be a Ravenclaw. Let her be a Ravenclaw. Damn it. Yeah. Because I loved the idea of like, look, twins can be in separate houses. Yeah. Like that, that was important. Instead to of me, being a know? unit like Fred right. and George were. Right. And yeah. so I, I like, I really was like, like, no, no, let her still be a Ravenclaw. And I'm I'm annoyed that the movies just sort of like Brushed swept over that it. away. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah. So what we know about them is that, well, first, that name doesn't exist. You couldn't have made it Patel. Yeah, their Patel is an actual <laughs> name. And so they're supposed to be of Indian descent, I believe, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And so... Um, yeah, because I think they actually wear like saris. And do they wear saris yes, in the movies? they wear the saris for, in the, the, movie, um, yeah. for the ball. Yeah. 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 Who I, I do not remember, but I want to say that the girl who plays Padma, Padma is actually not Indian herself. I forget. Oh. I, I don't remember. I'll look it up at some point. But I felt like one of them might have been like of Pakistani ascent. Okay. I could not remember. Okay. Um, but I remember looking that up and being like, oh, 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 hmm. Uh. And so <laughs> we have the issue there if that's the case. And Toya is now. I'm looking grace- it up. Keep going. Graciously <laughs> looking it up for me because I didn't think to look it up before. Um, but like then you have layered on top of it. Oh, ooh, you've cast a Pakistani girl as an Indian girl. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Um, eh. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And so, like, I get a little bit annoyed, um, you know, especially as an Asian woman. Yes. Of any Asian will do. Yes. And that's yeah. always the case. And that's you know? really what it is. Like, you look Indian, right. so you'll do. Right. So uh, I just, I, I really hope that's not the case. And I don't remember if yeah. it is. Yeah. But um, yeah, like, if that's the case, that bugs me. Yeah. And the fact is, they're, they're identical twins. They look nothing alike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Find... In the movie. Yeah. Like, so you're telling me you couldn't find a set of twins right. who could have played it. And it's it. funny because in the earlier movies before, um, I think it was before the fourth one um they actually were paid played by different actresses they that ah. looked like they could have been twins yeah i just remember it's the first year they're able to go to hogsmeade um and uh i think when like they're all lining up to go there padma uh afsha nazad is the actress and she was Bangladesh. she's Bangladeshi. oh okay yeah, yeah. exactly that, that i mean yeah and that's any asian will do yeah like, <laughs> We'll take you. Uh, But anyways, so, um, like, the thing that uh, I remember, like, the two actresses that they had cast for them um, walking down to the courtyard, um, like, when they were heading off to Hogsmeade and Harry was getting rebuffed. Mm -hmm. And they looked like twins. Yeah. The the ones that they eventually cast book four and beyond or movie four and beyond do not look anything alike. (laughs) I guess they're fraternal. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, that annoyed the heck out of yeah, me. Yeah, they're fraternal. So, yeah. Like, yeah. And that's that's one of the things, too, is that, like, when you start getting Asian characters in there, um, you know, you kind of have to deal with the idea as well. Like, going back to your, um, the, the um, schools, mm-hmm. like, you have to deal with the idea of now we are talking about um, – Characters that have their own set of beliefs that yes. are maybe not Christian beliefs. Yes. And so those those belief systems could have their own magic systems as well. Yes. And, so yeah. how are they going to address that now they're going to be taught at this British school with these, you know, somewhat Christian, pagan informed. Yeah. Um, like skills like everything they're saying is in latin that's right so um yeah like we're supposed to somehow connect the two and i wonder about that because here in in the quote-unquote real world Mm -hmm. right in our muggle world every culture has their own magical systems right right and so of course i don't know anything about what would be like indian mysticism or Mm -hmm. magic right but i know about West African systems. I know about African-American systems. I know about Afro-Caribbean systems. Mm -hmm. And they look very different 
than European systems of magic, for instance, Celtic or mm-hmm. whatever, right? And so what are you learning then at Hogwarts? Are you learning, like you said, a very kind of a British pagan stuff, mm-hmm. right? Are you learning something modernized that would look like what we think of as Wicca mm-hmm. right now? Um, we're, you're using Latin words, which of course would make no sense to be using over here mm-hmm. or in West Africa, for instance, or mm-hmm. in India. It would make no sense to be using Latin words for your magic. And so I wonder about that. So then the Patils who are learning this form of magic, does that translate to where their folks would have come from and what students over there are learning? Because again, we have these magical schools around the world. Hogwarts is an it. Mm -hmm. And so kids all over the world are learning magical systems. Mm -hmm. And I assume not the same ones that they use at Hogwarts, you know, because chances are they like the Patil's, Cho, their parents were the Immigrants. ones who immigrated yeah. Yeah, to the UK. And so they are all first generation. Yeah. And so when you are first generation, your parents, like you get a little bit of what your parents yes. know. Right? Yeah. And so like, are we to assume that they knew like in India growing up, her their mother and father would have learned like, something different. Right. Like what are... Yeah. And so are they now intercultural witches? Like right. do they know the magic of their parents and also the magic that is being used on the European continent. Right. And of course, none of this is meaning to say like, you know, JK should have known to cover this. No. But as someone like for me, as someone who is first generation, who is like learning both like, I've learned, I felt like I've learned double, right? Yeah. Like I know more than one language because yeah. fluently and then I know more than one sort of like outlook on the world yeah. very well because I have learned from my parents yes. and I have learned from the culture that I live in, you know? Yeah. Like I, as someone who would have been a Cho or a Patil, well, obviously I would have been a Cho, but yes. like I, I want to see how that looks on the page, yeah, you know? And so it's not so much I'm saying that like, oh, you're evil, JK, for not including that, but like you're You're missing- kind of evil for yeah. being a turf. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> you're missing an opportunity for yeah. someone else to feel represented. Yeah, and, that, 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 and again, that is- the issue then with um, white authors writing characters of color to some degree, because they just cannot have that kind of knowledge. They Mm -hmm. do not have that kind of knowledge. And so, you know, I'm not an immigrant and my parents, you know, my forebears were not immigrants. Um, At least the African ones weren't, (laughs) it was forced immigration. Um, But I have a similar way of living in this society in that there is um, the knowledge and the culture and the ways of living that I was raised with as a person of African descent. Mm -hmm. And then there's also the knowledge that you are given to be able to move in a predominantly white environment and in an environment where, you know, white is supreme. Mm hmm. And so you are always moving through the world with kind of that double consciousness. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yes, it would have been very interesting for me to know 
what that would be like for those witches and wizards of color um, in, in the diaspora. Like for me, it would be so interesting to know about the black witches and wizards in the United States. Right. And how they kind of walk that line mm-hmm. because African-Americans have our own magical system. Mm-hmm. It is not one that is open. So you can only be a part of it by bloodline. It's not open to non-black people. So you could not teach that at, El- at Ilvermorny because presumably, I mean, at Hogwarts, all the teachers are white. We're going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. So presumably at Ilvermorny, the teachers are probably white. The students are mostly white. You can't, so therefore you cannot teach the African American traditional religion there, our magical traditions. You can't teach it there. So what are these kids getting? They're getting what? Because there's no, I'm assuming it is not based on native traditions, particularly because we have so many different nations of native people mm-hmm. on this continent. So Ilvermorny was started by immigrants from Europe, mm-hmm. you know? So I assume they bought that magical system over to the United States and that's what they're teaching the kids. And so now even here, you know, I guess the black kids will be taught our traditional magic at home yeah. and then have to learn the European brand of magic at school. It, it's yeah. Do you see how, why we could talk about this forever? Right. And don't, don't get me started as someone of Chinese descent mm-hmm. um, at the idea that the Asian, East Asian wizarding mm. school is in Japan. Yeah. Like, do not get me started on that. Like, literally, like, you know, the Japanese the invaded. Yeah. The one African school. But yeah, it's the idea that like in the real world, yeah. Japan yes. invaded China. Yes. Like, the and we're just supposed to act like that didn't yeah, happen. Like you're, we're supposed to act like they'd be totally okay. And it would be fine. The Chinese Japan. kids would right. go to yeah. this school and like, everybody would be fine with it. Yeah. My grandfather wouldn't let my mom buy anything Sony, you know, <laughs> that, my grandfather, not great grandfather, right. grandfather. And this school has clearly been around longer than that. Right. Like, don't get me started because like that it's so like you are you are walking straight in not just yeah. dipping your toe into you whenever i say you apparently it's jk we're talking you, to jk jk are like running headlong yeah. into trauma very recent yes, trauma yes uh on an international plane that you do not understand. And just ignoring it. And just ignoring acting it. Acting it like it like, didn't happen. Oh, and so, man. I mean, when I think about the one African school, <laughs> the enti- that entire, do we have any concept of how huge the continent of Africa is <laughs> and how different the cultures from the entire continent like just in West Africa alone, the differences of cultures, right? For some, why in the world the in, the only African school would be in Nigeria because she's now said that that's where it it is in her imagination. Why it would be in Nigeria, um, as if North Africa doesn't exist, East Africa doesn't exist, the southern like every African in in the continent has to go to how big is that school (laughs) 
that every African magical kid goes to that school. What language are they using? Because I that they can't be using Latin. Same thing. They're not using Latin and they're not going to use English because the continent there is no like okay so you know the language in on the continent is english that's not how that works what language are they using maybe they're all speaking by telepathy i don't know oh and also this is the only one of the schools that does non-wand magic yeah but we'll talk about like hmm that's a whole thing too but yeah and then like with the the japanese school like well, let's, you know, they're just going to use Chinese because <laughs> the Japanese have stole the like, it's, it's it anyway. Crazy. So. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, so you're telling me that Chinese people wouldn't have their own magic as right. opposed to what the Japanese people, because I know for sure that in West Africa, there are many magical systems. There is not just one. So that's just, and I'm just thinking about West Africa, the entire rest of the continent. So who came to the agreement on this, the one African magic that we all going to do? Or did they all, do, they all learn everybody else. Like it doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> she hasn't thought it out at all. Where in Japan is this supposed to be? Because we have tiny little Japan and all of Asia. Gigantic China. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Oh my God. <laughs> I think she just, it's the places that she knows of, uh. you know, it's, <laughs> Well, the Africans got to go somewhere. The only country name I know is Nigeria. <laughs> so they all go there. School? Probably right. not. No, I don't mm. think I don't think that is even came up at all. Hmm. And so where do the Middle Eastern kids go? Mm. They either go into Japan <laughs> or they're they going to Nigeria. Because oh, no. we're to like pick one. Like, oh, so the God. so think about this, y'all. Europe gets three schools yeah europe europe has three schools <laughs> africa has one all and asia has one and i guess one. all of north america all of north america has one yeah <laughs> south america gets one. Oh, did they get one they have one oh, yeah the yeah. one that's down in the the rainforest or something <laughs> so all of north america gets one so, you know, if you're from Alaska, you go here. If you're from Canada, you go here. If you're from Texas, you go here. <laughs> Do the Hawaiians go to the I United know, States school? The Japan, the I Japanese don't know. One. Yeah. Like, which they're close right, to Right, right. So y'all go around and, and like, where do the Pacific Islanders go? Yeah. The, the people from Australia. I don't know. Maybe they all go to Japan. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> I don't think it even occurred to her how white centric that is. Yeah. That the continent of Europe would get three schools and all the rest of us would have to deal with our one per continent. Right. You know, and y'all just figure it out. Like, I don't think it even occurred to her. Um, I think there needs to be a new census. <laughs> oh my God. I, I just, I, I am so fascinated with those schools, though. Yeah. I'm fascinated with what the stories would be in those schools, with what the magical systems would look like, with what the student population would look and like. I wouldn't want her to write I don't want her it. writing them. 
I would love it though if she was willing to like license it out and you let other people write them. This is a total aside, but like Disney has finally realized, or at least realized as of like five years ago when mm. they canceled Disney Infinity, that their strength is their IP. Mm. I'd like for JK to realize the same thing, mm. and I'd like her to not look at. The Cursed Child as an example of what oh, happens when her IP God. goes to somebody else. Let someone else get your IP and write yes, something. Yes, write something that, else. Yeah, because we all know that nobody takes fanfic seriously enough. Right. You know, and so it's not, we'll just write your own. Well, this is your universe. You own the IP. You have to let us have it for it to be as legitimate as what you I would love it done. if she were to, you know, basically bless. Yeah. Yeah. Bless other groups to write these stories groups of people of color would be great yes yes (laughs) like yeah if you want to write the the story of wagadu the nigerian school that somebody would be blessed to write that you know um i would love to read that book i'm not about to write it but i would if one of y'all want to write it i will happily pay you to read your book yes um but yeah so okay so we've gone way, way off, off topic okay. that's we okay still, we're, we're still, still going we're to still go within the idea of what we were talking yes. about okay but this is you see this is what happens when you get two potter heads at a table with pumpkin pasties and butterbeer eugenia made pumpkin pasties I and did. butterbeer they're tasty they are excellent <laughs> yay and we're having way too much fun <laughs> so all right sarai is also here drinking yes. butterbeer <laughs> and she's smiling at you guys she's not saying anything but she's smiling <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, okay. so let's um, let's continue with the students. <laughs> yes, yes, because we haven't finished yet. We have not finished. So um, the next one we have on our list um, is the top of my own personal list, mm-hmm. and the Ravenclaw of my heart. <laughs> Cho. 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 Okay, so let me just start with my rant right away. Yes. I am so mad at the movies yeah. for making um, Cho the snitch. Yeah. So, like, the, I, the not the golden snitch. Not the, the golden others. snitch, yeah. You know, the, the one that snitched on them. Because what was the name of the na- the girl that actually was? I, I don't remember. I keep wanting remember. to say it's Merida, and that's not it. I just remember she had freckles and yes. made her, like, yes, it yes, spell yes, out yes. S- snitch um, If I think it. about it long enough, it'll come yeah. back to me. I do not. Marietta. Was her Marietta, name Marietta? Yeah. Yes, yes, um, yes. Yeah, and so in the books, um, when they go to Dumbledore's army meetings, um uh, Ravenclaw Cho comes with her Ravenclaw friend Marietta I'm gonna say Marietta again Um, and so uh, the one that sells them out is in fact Marietta yes and the revenge that the twins take on her for doing that because I think it's the twins no not the twins I forget who does that but they hex the freckles on her face to spell out the spell out or something like that Um, so in the movies they made it Cho Okay, so I it that bothers me because so all of us Asian Americans. So like I'm so one of my favorite Asian Americans in film, they got this totally right mm-hmm. things ever was the beginning of Harold and Kumar when um it's these two white dudes at an office being like, oh, we're gonna go out this weekend. It's gonna be great. And one dude's like, oh, I can't. I gotta finish my uh, I gotta finish my thing. You know, like I gotta finish my work. And he, they're like, well, don't worry, Harold will do it. <laughs> and Harold, you yes. know, John Cho, uh, was it John Cho? Yeah. Yeah. Um, is 
you know, Korean, and yes. he gets this work dumped on his table, and because of the way he was raised, because of how, like, you know, all of us Asian Americans are raised... <laughs> A hundred percent eager to please and a hundred percent willing to put in all the hard work yeah. it takes to be included, to do do whatever, you know? So um, he goes ahead and agrees to do this guy's work for him. This is the story of all Asian Americans. We have all, literally all of us, experienced this yeah. in any workplace. So the idea that we are taking this Asian character and the one Asian character, well, East Asian character yeah. in this this series and making her the one who so dutifully snitched yeah. on um, our heroes yes. is unacceptable. It goes right at that idea of Asians, this stereotype that Asians are well-behaved, Asians are going to do anything to, go for authority. Yeah. Asians are, are just spineless. Yeah. I can't, I I can't even, and I know that this is not an invention of JK, but she did sign yeah. off on it. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh God, like, cause we know Cho is awesome. She's brilliant. Yeah. She's a, a, a seeker yes. on the Ravenclaw team. She very well could have been better than Harry. Yes. And yet, and had so much integrity mm-hmm. that, at the game, at the Quidditch match, where she did beat Harry to mm-hmm. the snitch, she <coughs> felt really bad about it because yeah. he fell off of his broom because of the Dementors. Right. Like, this character is not one to snitch. Yeah, she wouldn't have done it. I don't care what you say about the, the truth serum stuff. Yeah. Like, she wouldn't have done it. And the fact that it felt, ha- like, the fact that she felt so targeted for it just went right into all of these stereotypes yeah. about East Asians and I I've never been madder. Yeah, it it was it was unfair to Cho. It was not at all it's not at all what we know about the character. No. Um and and for those of us who are the book readers as well, for that to it that switch to have been made, it it made no sense. It made right. no sense for me. Um and I kind of went like what like you know like it it doesn't it's not something that would have fallen in line with the character as she had been laid out Mm -hmm. in the books um that show was brave and that show would have taken that secret with her to the grave she would never have she would never have told right and like i just i'm still so unhappy with how the movies painted her you know like yeah yeah so she was i remember like even the books and the movie um they when she kisses harry the first time she they said it was wet because she yeah, was crying she cried yeah. well and they almost kind of make it a little bit of a joke but she just lost her boyfriend she, yeah. in high school she was what 14 yeah yeah like, like 14 15 years old yeah, yeah. like what and of how tragically like he they didn't just break up he died yeah <laughs> you know he died yeah. and i the the thing that you know we never see cuz you know Movies, you got to show. You can't yeah. just tell, right? right? And so even them saying, oh, they use truth serum on her. They said it. Nobody's yeah. going to remember that, yeah. you know? And so what 
we will like what anyone who hasn't read the books their impression of cho is that well we haven't even seen that she can do quidditch or play right. quidditch yeah. in the the movies in the movies we're going to see that she's this pretty girl that harry likes um that ends up dating cedric and loses cedric who was murdered and then cries a lot and then snitches on them yes. they don't even really cover the idea that listen this is really brave that yeah. she sees what happened to her boyfriend and goes i need to train yeah. Up. I will like, do anything to fight against that. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's in his memory. Like, that is really fucking brave. Yeah. You know? It is. And so, like, I, I'm still so angry with how. And the thing is, I really love um the the which movie is that? The Order of the Phoenix? Mm-hmm. Like, I love that movie, and it really is just a a stain on that movie for me. Like yeah. it's why why that why would you do it why her like i know you can't introduce that many characters but like honestly there were so many other superfluous ones that could have been the ones that said it and jk does not have a good record for how you're treating the east asian woman characters Mm -hmm. yeah and we'll talk about that but she does not she doesn't have a good track record for that and it is interesting how the women in Harry Potter, aside from Hermione, really, um, although Hermione winds up being Ron's wife, um, aside from Hermione, all of the women are the something of somebody else, right? And so, particularly in the movies. In the books, they have more lives. They're fleshed out more, like we were saying about Cho. But in the movies, Cho isn't her own person. She's, She's... Cedric's girlfriend and then she's Harry's girlfriend yep. for a hot minute mm-hmm. um, and all of her reactions are based on one or the other of those boys and are not has nothing really to do with who she is unto herself um, in the books when her friend Marietta mm-hmm. tells there's actually um, some dust up really between her and Harry because of what happens to Marietta right. after she tells because Hermione has put this curse on her. Mm-hmm. And so, <coughs> excuse me, y'all. And so Cho isn't pleased with that. So basically she's like, the punishment way outstrips the crime and it isn't cool. And you see her standing up for her friend yeah. against Harry, who of course stands up for his friend. But you see the Cho who is a person of integrity and strength and somebody who doesn't take nonsense and is going to push back against what's the established way of doing things, Mm -hmm. which again is not the chick who would have gone and snitched on anybody else. But okay, she has a whole life there. You know, the Patils, you see them as students. They have whole lives. They have friends, blah, blah, blah. In the movies, they just become the last minute girls who Mm -hmm. Ron and Harry take to the dance only to basically treat Ron treats the one uh, Patil as if she barely even exists. Like he's no, like you're just, you're the one who's pretty enough. I'll take you um, because I can't have Hermione. Mm -hmm. Um, And so all of these women of color, Angelina, who just becomes Fred's girlfriend and then George's wife, you know, she's reduced to that. So all of the women of color just become the arm candy of one of the white men yep. <laughs> um, who are centralized to the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is it's so bothersome and it says so much to me about the way that women of color are seen in film like we are 
we are not really the romantic interests. We're not really the central characters. We're the sidekicks. Um, We are the girls who will do for now, but not the ones that anybody actually winds up with, you know, that kind of thing. Um, And so that, that was so, it's such an unfortunate change that the movies made. And I, I'm actually one of the people who loves the movies. I'm not a person who's like, Oh, they, you know, cause some people, who are the book readers will say, oh, the movies suck. I hate them. I mm. can't stand them. I love the movies. Yeah, me too. But, but I always see that. And it always irritates me in the back of my mind mm-hmm. um, that these women have been relegated to the arm candy for these guys. Um, and in talking about that, it makes me like, it's making my blood boil. Um, thinking about Nagini. Mm. Um <laughs> Who, uh, I think I should let Eugenia go on about this oh, because you I might just she... hear like constant <laughs> yelling for the rest of the episode. Screaming. Because, oh my God. Okay. So, so Nagini, mm. um, is played by a Korean woman yes. in the Fantastic Beast second movie. Yes. Um, we find out that she has this curse on her that turns her that she can turn into a snake, but eventually she's going to only be that snake. She's a maledictus. I a think maledictus. Yep. I couldn't remember. But mm-hmm. so that snake ends up becoming the pet yeah. of Voldemort. Yeah. And a horcrux. And a horcrux. Okay, so you have taken an Asian woman, yes, an East Asian woman, yes, who let's be honest, we are ter- we are what's the word, um, objectified enough, yes, right? yes, we are already inherently <coughs> objectified enough, that's right, and you have turned her into a literal thing, yeah, not only first turn her into a, an animal, yeah, um. That is clearly at the whims of this evil guy. Yeah. And then turn her into a thing, a She's horcrux a thing. on yes. top of that. Who is eventually slayed by a white man. Two white men, because we got Godric Gif- Gryffindor's sword yep. and Neville wielding and, it. Yep. As much as I love my Neville, and we love Neville. as yes. brave as he was, because yes. he's very brave, because he's a Gryffindor. Well, let's, uh, yeah. Let's be, yeah. But I'm still so upset yeah. that... They that she did this, yeah. that she was like, cool, that's fine. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. And the fact is that snakes are also associated with sex. That's right. And the idea of objectifying, like Asian women are often ad- objectified in the realm of sex. Yes. And so like, like dragon lady yeah, and dragon stuff. Lady, and you yeah. literally mm-hmm. make her a snake. Yeah. yeah. A phallic simple. Like, yeah. Oh, oh. oh. Like, if we weren't disgusted by anything else that we've already discussed, we are absolutely disgusted by that. I yeah, am so yeah, disgusted yeah. by that. I always thought of Nagini as a phallic symbol for Voldemort. Yep. You know, like, like Nagini just and strokes, her. strokes her and it, uh, and sends her off to murder people. And oh, God. And so I ne- I've always thought about Nagini that way before, of course, JK then tells us that Nagini is actually an Asian woman. Mm-mm. What in the entire hell? Mm-mm. What in the entire mm-hmm. hell? I can't even celebrate Neville for slaying the snake when I know that you have in effect killed this Asian woman. Now, of course, Neville wouldn't have known that um, at the time. And none of us who celebrated that win 
would have known that no, at the time because not. that is some foolishness that JK went behind yeah. and wrote after yeah. the fact. There was no reason. None, none, none in the world. whatsoever. None even to like tie anything that happened in Grindelwald or in Fantastic Beasts to anything that happened at Hogwarts. It was no it's a need bigger at all. wizarding world. It's no and, need like, at all. The only person that was alive for both was friggin' um, Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Well, There's Newt. Newt is still alive. Oh yeah, Newt is yes, still alive. But yeah, but, but you're yeah, right. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not required to overlap that she didn't have to write that no, storyline. No. She didn't. She didn't. And if you're going to write it, you didn't have to make Nagini an Asian woman. You didn't have to do that. Mm-mm. And again, it is one of those, oh, check mark. Mm-hmm. I've I've put an Asian in the movie. Yeah, but look how you used her. Look at the story you told Mm -hmm. about, like, we all know where her story ends, Mm -hmm. Joe. You didn't think about how that's going to look. About the fact that this woman, the only one in the movie, has a curse on her that's going to make her into an animal permanently. And that that animal is going to be used by the most evil wizard ever to touch the world, both as an instrument of death and also as a horcrux, and that we all watch her come to a grisly end on screen and, cheer and in the it. books and have been taught to cheer about it, to see it as a wonderful triumph of one of our heroes. And I'm really, it really grosses me out the idea that JK was sitting there congratulating herself. Yeah, and thought she had done something great. Yeah. Great. It was gross from the very beginning. It was really gross. It was gross from the very beginning. And I'm thinking to myself, you don't have editors, do you? Or if Mm -hmm. you do, every single one of your editors is white because there's no way in the world that a person who is not white wouldn't have read that story and flinched. Yeah. And went, are you sure this is the story you want to tell? That is absolutely crazy to me you know the at the very beginning i thought to myself what you know like what and then to watch it and to see the actress and liked her Mm -hmm. like like the actress like the character and in my heart i'm thinking to myself i know where this winds up yeah it was just it's awful. It's an awful storyline. It's yeah. an awful story to and tell. It really helped prove what I've been saying for a while is that JK is this generation's George Lucas. Like, we mm. didn't need no, like, prequel trilogy. Yeah, you could have left this Telling us about, like, Anakin Skywalker, i.e. Darth Vader. No. Did. We didn't need it. We didn't care. We didn't care. And, and frankly, I don't care. care about this one. Right. We don't care now because you kind of yeah, screwed it up. Yeah, you've screwed it up. But, yeah. I was willing to give Fantastic Beasts a chance. I was excited about it Mm -hmm. because I wanted to see a whole new range of movies for Harry Potter. But first of all, I wasn't very interested in the character of Newt Scamander. But then you have gone and taken this story that we loved and you've turned it into so much crap. There's so many things wrong with those movies. Mm -hmm. Um, But this this on topic is just a horribly horribly bad way 
to use an actress of color, to use a character of color. There is no reason that Nagini had to be a person. Mm -mm. And there's no reason that if Nagini was a person, it had to be an East Asian woman. There was no way, there was no reason for that to have happened. None whatsoever. Other than to say, look at how diverse I am in my Mm -hmm. casting. And it seems that like the Fantastic Beasts casting is that way deliberately. Yeah. Like it's deliberate. It's Look how, yeah. Because, you know, you said that Harry Potter was really, really white. Look how diverse right. Fantastic Beasts got, are. Yeah. So we have uh, like the the two sisters, they're mm-hmm. Jewish. Yep. And then we have um, Lita. Nagini, Nagini, yeah, well, and right. then we have Lita, yep. who is a black woman <coughs> mm-hmm. played by Zoe Kravitz. Yep. And then we have her half brother, Yusuf, right. who yes. we could not remember the name of. Yes, we had honest. to look him up yeah, on because IMDb. That movie was really like. It felt like when you get really drunk and you pass out for a little bit and you don't know how much time has yeah. passed, that's what watching that movie felt it like. It really does. It really did. Like, both of them felt that way to me, yeah. where I just kind of was like, what is going on? Like, I, I feel like I missed something. Right. Like, there's backstory that I didn't understand or something. It feels like there are gaps yeah, left in the movies. Gaps. And I... There are two things that within two minutes of like starting the second movie, I was already yelling about one. Oh, we're just going to accept that we can all see Thestrals now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. And then two. Oh, since when is the killing curse wordless? I mean, you would think of all the curses. That's a pretty bad one. Yeah. And like the most powerful wizard ever during Harry's time, yes. um, Voldemort had, had to, to say, say it. it. Yeah. So suddenly we go back in time and everyone's better at magic and people can just do it without saying anything. Like, okay, Ugh. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. But I mean, yeah, a, a Lestrange. Yes. Lita, Lita's a Lestrange. And we have a black Lestrange. Nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing. Yeah, you never see Black Lestranges. No, never. In the Harry Potter version of it. Yeah, and never. I wish I could actually remember <sighs> this story about how Lita was this dude, this black dude's half sister. Yes. I can't remember for the life of me no. because that movie left no impression yeah. on me. But you, so now the 100% of the black characters in this movie are related. Yep. Well, except for the the head of the Makusa, yes. and then we looked at the IMDb, and there was somebody else that we yes. did not remember. I was like, I don't even remember yeah. this dude. It's so sad. It's so, so sad. Yeah, so all black people are related in this yeah, movie. Yeah, well, you know. Um, and then, yeah, they were just completely unmemorable, and now Lita's dead. Wonderful. Cool. Thanks. Right. Thank you for introducing them to just, you know. For no reason. So che- what was the point yeah, of that? just check off the box. Just Throw well, we in a had couple a black tokens. One. Yep. Yeah. Like, that's it. Yep. Thanks. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. So, <sighs> anyways. Well, going back to Hogwarts yeah. and going back to Harry's time, we have, um, let's talk about the black adults. Yes. Okay. So, who are the black adults? <laughs> Kingsley. We have Kingsley Shacklebolt. Yeah. Shacklebolt, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, he is... Um, he is a great wizard. He works in the Ministry of Magic and eventually does he become Minister of Magic? At I, some does point? he maybe? Yeah, okay. Does. So it, it's I I remember him from the mu- from the movie saying, you know, say what you want about that Dumbledore. That he has style. Um <laughs> <laughs> But King- so Kingsley is in the Order of the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um and so he doesn't do a whole lot of talking. We don't see a whole lot about Kingsley. Um, but there he is. So he's a, he's a black adult. Cool. Um, 
who else is a black adult? Or any adult of color. Right. Okay. <laughs> Others. Um, there are no professors. Nope. None whatsoever. And um, yeah, among the order, Kingsley is it. And um, I think that's it. Yeah. That's it. So uh, yeah. That's it. That's so, all. Yeah. And the original Harry Potter movies, Kingsley Shacklebolt is the only grown up of color. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and he believes in the style of Dumbledore. And that's all we know about and him. And that's all we know. That's who he is. And he's it. Um, in the Fantastic Beasts, we've talked about the ones already and how they weren't all that great either. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Yeah. That's it. And the thing that really does bug me is like um, the idea that there are no teachers of none whatsoever not even like it's not just no black teachers there are no non-white teachers that we know of right and this is something that you know we see time and time again of people of color getting passed over for jobs Mm -hmm. right we see this a lot for whatever reason oh they're not qualified oh uh, there's just something i don't like about them they don't really fit in with the culture of the place yeah they just don't have the ability to lead yeah you know we hear these things time and time again and we see we see for better for like for almost a hundred percent of the time white people Mm -hmm. granting opportunities to white other white people that's right that's it like i i've seen you know any sort of um supervisor of color i've had they've hired across the board yes right yeah but white supervisors hire other white folks i mean they've had they have no qualms that's right about hiring only other white folks that's right and that's that you can't tell me jk (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> that this is okay. Yeah. Like you can't tell me that this like that we have a very diverse place which mm-hmm. is the UK yep. that is okay with the idea that only white people will ever teach them. That's right. That's because right. how old is Dumbledore? A million. Right. Like and he's then, hundreds so of years old. There is an assumption here, like he's a very powerful wizard, but That's we right. don't know how old many of these wizards live to be. Right. And unless they die or quit, they, it seems like, you know, a job at Hogwarts is pretty much a, it's lifetime, a lifetime appointment. appointment. Right. It's Snake a past a lifetime appointment. Right. Because Professor Benz is a ghost. Yes. Was so, that, is it Professor Vince? It is yeah. Professor Vince. He's a ghost. Like, yeah. He literally died at his post and just came on back the next right. day. Right. Right. It's beyond lifetime. It's ridiculous. It's infinite. He can't ever be fired. Right. He will always He's be, always gonna be the, the history of Hogwarts yep. professor. Yep. Yep. You're telling me that they will hire magical creatures. Right. Before they'll just hire a black dude. Yeah, because we see that what's his name? Ferenz becomes yes! the divination yes! teacher. We see um who else do we see that's a Hagrid is a half Hagrid giant. Hagrid is a half giant. Yeah. So they will ha- hire magical Professor creatures. Flitwick they is is part uh oh, troll yeah, part, or something. No, part elf uh, dwarf? Yeah, dwarf one of them. Some, yes. Yeah, he's so part so something. but yes. So they will hire just magical creatures. Mhm. More, before, yeah, before 
or incompetent white teachers. Professor Trelawney is completely incompetent. What was his name? Kenneth Branagh's character in the second one. Oh my god. Um, 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 um. The famous, oh god, yes. Oh, because you're asking me. Oh no. Oh, Kenneth Branagh. Okay, uh, Gilderoy Lockhart. Yeah, Gilderoy Lockhart. So Lockhart, yeah. Okay. Completely unqualified. A werewolf. I mean, all all honor to Lupin. Yes, we We love love him. But a werewolf can be a professor before a black dude or a Chinese woman or, you know, whatever. Anybody who isn't white. We know we'll go out into the the forbidden forest and get one of the centaurs. (laughs) Good Lord. You're telling me that there is no other human of color who would have been qualified to be the divination professor. We're going to go out in the backyard and grab one of the centaurs and bring them in here. Are you kidding me? Mm-mm. Okay. You would make Professor Umbridge head of this school. She had no educational background at all. She was just a little prissy woman from the minute. <laughs> <laughs> Forgive me, Dumbledore. But it seems, <laughs> you know, just like you'd have her come in and be the head. Like it, it, it shocks me beyond repair that they think there's nothing wrong with, with not having role models for these children of color. They aren't the only, the students we've named aren't the only students of color in Hogwarts. They're just the ones we know. They're the names we have, right? Mm -hmm. But there are others. If you just look across the Great Hall when they have those shots, you see that there are other kids of color in there, right? I actually have one in my mind right now. Oh, God, the announcer. Oh, yeah, um, Lee Jordan. Lee Jordan. Yeah. Okay, so we ha- there are others. Yeah. These kids don't need role models? Mm-hmm. You know, you're telling me that there are, no, there are no other teachers of color among the wizard and witch world that that would have been qualified to take these positions. They can't even keep anybody in the dark arts position. No. You know, so they died. Everybody died or was or cursed every single year. Yeah. You're kidding me. Yeah. So they're telling me there's no little, you know, no little um, South Asian witch somewhere who couldn't have been the dark arts teacher. Mm-hmm. You're telling me that? Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Snape should never have made it past his first year. No, God. He's awful. He's abusive to the kids. I mean, yes, I know. We're all supposed to love Snape because he loved Lily. And because, I mean, we all love him just because we love the actor. Mm -hmm. Okay. But the character of Snape, you guys, is awful. Let's just be honest. I've decided this is a total aside, but um, I was watching, uh, I forget, probably Order of the Phoenix. And Mm -hmm. I realized that, uh, that, Snape has the same outfits and the same hair as Keanu Reeves. So at some point, yes. I want him to be cast you as You want Snape. him to play Snape? <laughs> that would be great. Not Keanu Reeves. Yeah, Keanu Reeves. Keanu yes, Reeves. Yeah. yeah, that would be yeah. great, actually. Yeah. See? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like, then maybe I'd actually like Snape. Right, Keanu right. Reeves is yes. but, but yes, I mean, you know, so, yeah, it's saying that you don't even care about the socialization of these children of color in these schools. Um, and I wonder so much what that's like. Again, 
if they ever, because you see the Triwizard Tournament. So you see that the European schools have interactions with one another. Mm -hmm. Do the schools all around the world interact? Because what must that be like for Lee Jordan and Dean Thomas and Angelina to see the kids from Wagadoo and their teachers, Mm -hmm. you know, an entirely black school, what that must be like for the black students to see. I loved, um, there was an interview uh, during like the whole um, Avengers, Mm -hmm. like uh, Endgame, Mm -hmm. like pole dance. Yeah. um, Where uh, I think, I think it was, what's his name? Mackie was joking that like, Y'all, y'all weren't going to tell us about Wakanda? Like, right. him and, uh, what's his name? Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Sitting yeah. there going, y'all aren't going to tell us about this this place where black people are, like, in charge of everything. Like, you weren't going to tell us about that. Well, Americans, so yeah, like, we come. met you, you know? Yeah. Like, we met you several movies ago, and you weren't going to tell us about you weren't going to say anything this? to us. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, you're right. Like, what, what must that be like for those kids, you know? Um, and again, like that is the reality of the African diaspora mm-hmm. that there are so many of us who were snatched from the continent and wound up all across the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And what that must be like for the African American ri- wizards and witches to see those folks, for the Afro Caribbean mm-hmm. witches and wizards. For Lee Jordan and Angelina yeah. and Dean Thomas, um, what it must be like for Cho. Uh, well, I can tell you what it would be like for Cho is them saying you don't speak whatever language they right. end up speaking. Because what do they speak? You don't over speak there? it enough, well enough. You're you're not from here. You right. don't get it. You're right. not as good as us. And what and is that? It's right. So is that the exchange that those kids would have? Yeah. You know, well, like, sure as hell is the exchange I have. Uh, right. So it's what, like because you've been watered down yes. now because you're not you weren't raised here. Mm-hmm. So even though you were taught whatever by your parents. Um, there is, there's a disconnect, Mm -hmm. right? Because you weren't raised there. So what would it, what wonderful things it would have done for these kids to see somebody who has been raised with the same struggle, the same background, the same experiences that they had and help them to address those things Mm -hmm. as they're being raised up in the wizarding world, because they're going to need that. You know, um, black is not the same as all being from the same place, Mm -hmm. right? So how do we know that Angelina's folks weren't from Jamaica and Dean's folks weren't from um, the Bahamas and Lee Jordan's folks weren't from Nigeria and Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. So, you know, all of these being the black kids doesn't mean that their experience would have been the same because, again... Wizarding world and muggle world, right? Mm-hmm. But historically, Great Britain is not a place that has black people. Mm-hmm. If you go far enough back, the reason there are black people mm-hmm. in Great Britain is because of colonialism yep. and enslavement, etc., etc., etc. That's why there is a black population there. We're not addressing that in the Wizarding World. We're not addressing that there's a reason why Angelina and Dean and Lee and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, Kingsley 
are there. And Kingsley actually has an accent in he the does. movies. And dresses in some... Yes. I, I think he wears, like, kente fabric. Yes! So... We're not talking about that. We're not talking about that. Why would he, who's clearly an immigrant, be working in the Ministry of Magic and Grape? Like, and so it's just not addressed. Yeah, we're acting like that isn't a part of the Wizarding World, but it has to be. There's right. a reason why there are Asian students and Black students and Indian students and uh, Jewish students and etc. Whoever. In in Hogwarts, there are reasons why they're there, mm-hmm. and we're not addressing that. It's the same thing that it would be in Ilvermorny, but we don't really talk about that because we don't talk about the the Ilvermorny school Mm-mm. really in the Fantastic Beasts movies. No. I mean, you see the United States, and you see that there are wizards and witches of color in Makusa because the head of Makusa is a black woman. We don't talk at all about whether or not there would have been segregation in schools Mm -hmm. as far as the Wizarding World is concerned. It is unfathomable to me that we just act like the worlds don't intertwine. There's not a separate planet for Wizarding people. (laughs) It's right here. Right. I know you have a separate government, but the world is the same. You're not going to tell me that the white people... um, of Great Britain and the Wizarding World were not racist towards the black people, mm-hmm. even if it's just from lack of exposure to right. them in the beginning. When they first started coming over and you're noticing that these people who look nothing like you, some of them are witches and wizards. Mm-hmm. How did you pull them in to the Wizarding World? How did that happen? That's the prequel I want to yeah. see. That's the back. I don't give a damn about Newt Scamander and what went down in his life. <laughs> I want to know yeah. the history of how the Wizarding World became what it is. Right. That's what I want to know. Go all the way back to that. Yeah. And then tell me how the Wizarding World, and I mean the entire world of wiz- witches and wizards, how they interact with one right. another. And we know that, that J.K. Mu- like every fantasy author that she has built their knows. own world. She yes, has she it has in, her, in head. her head. Yes, she has to. Like all fantasy writers. The Quidditch writers. World Cup is the Quidditch World Cup. Exactly. Like you see that there are the countries from all right. over. So obviously they do know about each other. Mm-hmm. She has something in yeah, her head. She definitely does. I mean, that's how all fantasy writing works. They have to actually yeah, You have to have the world the mapped world. out. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm like, come on. That's what we want to talk about. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about Newt Scamander. No shade, Eddie Redmayne, because yes. I like Eddie Redmayne. And I think actually he's really, really well cast as he Newt is. Scamander. So I, no shade to that. Yeah, and I can't ever, I can't, I think that he's very well cast, as is the muggle that they hang out with. Yes, the, he, yes. Jacob, Jacob, I think yes. He's, he's very well cast. So um, no so no shade to them. Right. It's not their it's problem. It's not you. <laughs> right? And, and actually, I think Newt Scamander is a great character. Yes. I just think that the stories that have been written are not yep. good. Yep. And it's sad to me because we know what JK can do. Mm-hmm. We know what she's capable of, of. She's created this entire universe that we love and hold on to, even though we don't necessarily see ourselves reflected in it. And you see this a lot in, we saw this with um, George Lucas mm-hmm. with Star Wars. We saw this with Peter Jackson and Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Um, we see this when um, 
people, when writers and creators have a success and they go and try to recapture yeah. it, they try to figure out how they had that success because now the success is the goal. Yes. It's not the like taking the chances. Because, yeah. you know, writing this story was a chance. Yes. So, like A New Hope, Star Wars is a chance. Like directing like and shooting all three Lord of the Rings movies at once was yes. a chance. Yeah. They took a chance for the first foray got and it successful went well. yeah. and then went okay how do i make sure the success happens yeah. how do it, i it replicate that, that way yeah and and so i i feel like jk has lost her sense of what the audience cares about yep. and i've seen her say in like interviews and stuff that she's not writing for the audience mm-hmm. she's writing what's interesting to her right I get it. I get it. Because it is. It's her creation. It's mm-hmm. her world. And of course, she has to write what's interesting to her. But you're losing us. Yeah. You're losing us. Because what's interesting to you is not interesting to any of the right. rest of us. And JK is getting older. She's not old. No. But she's in that old white woman phase, yep. right? She's lost completely her connection to her audience, which is significantly younger. I mean, of course, we're grown ups. We're yes. grown, <laughs> but we're still way younger than JK Rowling. Right. Um, and then all of the folks behind us who are still finding this world and falling in love with like little teeny kids are still yeah. in love with Harry Potter and stuff. The world is different. Yeah. Um, and what you thought of as being a revolutionary character, like Hermione was a mm-hmm. revolutionary character. You know, what we find interesting now isn't that. Right. You know, it's not that, and there's nothing wrong with Hermione. Oh, Hermione, we love you still. Um, and Hermione is kind of sort of black by canon. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. We didn't mention yeah, that. Yeah, we have to. <laughs> we have to get to that. But yeah, she's, she's leaving out that you have cr- created a very white world yes. in some ways. And there's so many of us who want Just like why we started this podcast was to say these two people of color love the Hooniverse and we want it to expand to include us. Yes. We're saying the same as Potterheads. Like we love this universe that you've created and we want to see you expand it to include us. And we don't mean us Toya and Eugenia, we mean us, the world. Like we want to see, we know that you have parts in your mind where we exist in the wizarding world. Talk about us. Yeah. Tell us how we exist there. Um, But yeah, as since we're talking about that, the ways that the world has expanded to include some of us, Hermione. Yes. Hermione. Yes. And I also want to point out that, like, this is not just a um, discussion about Hermione. No. But it is, it is specifically can be a discussion around flipping the races yes. of characters. Yes. And we saw this, right? With mm-hmm. already. Oh, yes. We saw it already yes. with Lavender. With Lavender. Brown, yeah. Right. Who went from in the first five movies, I believe, to a, from a black character. Mm-hmm. To a white one. Yes. The second Ron was supposed to be interested yes. in her. Yes. The second she actually became a character that had some influence on the story. Yep. She, she had, became white. Yeah. And that's messed up. Yep. 
That's completely that's messed completely up. messed up. And now again, I don't. That's not JK's fault, no. as in she didn't write it that way, but she signed off on right. it. Um, and it says something to like, what are you saying that? You know, this the little black girl couldn't be the one who was interested in Ron and becomes Ron's girlfriend mm-hmm. for, you know, that short period of time yes. or whatever. And it's not to say that the the white girl that played Lavender didn't do a great job. She's yeah. kind of hilarious. Yeah, she is. Great. But like, why? And so right. when it comes down to it, to have already seen a character flip races. Yep. Um, in the movies. Yep. Um, to see all of the fervor yeah. around Hermione yes. flipping races. When there was not the same fervor right. about Lavender. Right. Like, why? Mm-hmm. Why? And we know why, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's totally fine for a black character to become white. Right. Right? Because, first of all, a black character is kind of in the background to begin mm-hmm. with. So, y'all not really paying attention to us. That That's that. Um, so, it's not, it's fine for us to become white. Because white is always fine. Mm-hmm. But a white character cannot become black. I mean, it was a complete meltdown yep. of the fandom right. when a black woman was cast as Hermione for the cursed child. Yep. It was a complete meltdown. Mm-hmm. You would have thought that she made Hermione a sex offender. Mm-hmm. Like, what in the world was such the big goddamn deal? Mm-hmm. It was that... In my mind, Hermione is not black. Why? Yeah. And we've seen people do this with books before. Oh, yeah. How she wasn't people- black in the books. Yeah. And how many people <laughs> were like, her face was pale. Yeah, because she got scared. Yes. Right. That black people can go white. pale. Yes, exactly. And so we've seen this before, even with a character outside of the Potterverse mm-hmm. being described as black yes. in the books. Yes. And people going, well, she's supposed yes. to be in the angelic Hunger Games. in the Hunger Games. Yes. Rue was always black. Yep. A hundred percent of the time in the books, in the movies. Yep. She was black and you are suddenly saying wait let me pour through the book and see show you how i've decided that she's white because she was angelic right fuck you right and it was like (laughs) i can't identify with her now yeah i can't care about her as much now and so there was and so people People were wrong in that scenario. And people are wrong here, You're absolutely wrong. So if you are listening to Woke Doctor Who, and you're one of the people who had a conflama breakdown when Hermione was cast as a black woman, first of all, how the hell did you wind up over here listening to our podcast? (laughs) Because you should know that we think you want some foolishness for that. (laughs) That's number one. So you should just click on out. We don't even want you. (laughs) Number two... You're just absolutely freaking wrong and didn't read the book. There is nowhere in the books so said by J.K. Rowling herself. Go back and check if you don't believe me. There is nowhere in the book Mm -hmm. that J.K. says that Hermione is white. No place. It describes Hermione as having brown eyes, frizzy hair, and large front teeth. That's what it says about how she looks. It doesn't say anything about her skin color. Mm-mm. Hermione is described as frizzy haired with brown eyes and big teeth and extremely clever. Mm-hmm. That's how she's that's how she's described. You can go back and read the books if you want. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Okay. 
There is no reason to believe that she could not be black. Mm -mm. I myself right now, you can go up and look at pictures of me. You can go to our woke doctor who Instagram. Please do. If you're not following us on Instagram, please do. (laughs) If you're not following us on Twitter, please do. You can go and look at pictures of me right now. And in fact, I have one picture of me that I called that I put up the description of Hermione when I went to the Wizarding Weekend at Ellicott City a few weeks ago. Um, Go look at me right now. I have brown eyes and frizzy hair and large teeth. You can look at me right now. I don't have buck teeth, thankfully, but I have (laughs) big old teeth and I smile all the time. So you can see, as my mother says, you can count every one of my teeth when I smile. So I could play Hermione. Right now, I'm extraordinarily clever. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm very proud of myself. I'm a Ravenclaw. Okay, so I'm clever. (laughs) I have frizzy hair, brown eyes, and big teeth. Yep. Eugenia Mm -hmm. could play (laughs) Hermione if she wanted to. Yep. There is nothing in the description of Hermione that says she is a white child. Mm -mm. Therefore, when she grows up, she doesn't have to be a white woman. There's nothing that says that. Why do you imagine that other people cannot have frizzy hair? Why would you imagine that other people could not have brown eyes Mm -hmm. and big old teeth? Why would you imagine that she's white other than the fact that number one, she was cast as, you know, Emma was cast as her in the first movie. So, okay, this has become your image of Hermione in your head. I get it. Right. But admit to yourself. That you just assume that the heroes of the world would be white. Just admit it to yourself, right? Just admit that when you read a book, unless they are otherwise designated as not white, you envision white people. Just be honest with yourself Mm -hmm. because there's no reason for you to have thought that Hermione was white other than the fact that when you read, you assume everybody is white unless you're told otherwise. Yep. And so you were wrong. Mm -hmm. JK said so that she is absolutely fine with the casting of that black woman as Hermione. And because she blessed it and because Cursed Child is canon, Mm -hmm. Hermione is black now. Also, Whovians. Oh, well. Yeah, Whovians, the actress, the originator of that Mm -hmm. role, is in fact also in Doctor Who. That's right. So So the universals have crossed. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Get over it. Yeah. Get over it. Hermione is black now. Go back and reread the books and imagine a black kid. Mm -hmm. Okay. Her frizzy hair is an afro. Go back (laughs) and reread it. Okay. Mm -hmm. She has an afro puff half the time. Yes. That smoothing stuff that she uses on her hair for uh, the ball. Just imagine it as a relaxer. Go back. (laughs) Go back and reread. Hermione's black. And so that's the one of the one of the only times that JK has given her two cents about um, the Potterverse. And I've thought to myself, oh, good on you, JK. Mm -hmm. Like that was a great that was a great one for her to say, I don't know why you assumed that I wrote a white child. I never said that Hermione was white and Hermione is now in fact black because mm-hmm. that's what's happened. That was wonderful for me as a black woman, a grown up woman. I cried. I did. I was like, oh, Hermione is black. I cried. Like the fact that you think that black people, that black children don't deserve that. Like we don't deserve to be a part of 
of your universes that you create um, of these beautiful and layered and expansive universes that black people don't exist in them other than as side characters. Um, The harm that you do to people when you say that, you know, that black characters, that Asian characters, that, you know, people of differing abilities, that people with illnesses, people with disabilities, fat people, gay people to say that we don't exist in these universes that y'all have created and that y'all think of as ideal. You're saying a lot about how you think about people who aren't white and aren't able-bodied and thin and et cetera. You know, what's seen as beautiful and important nowadays, because if you say that we don't exist in utopia, then you're saying that you think that we are the problems with the world. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Fat folks are a problem. Black folks are a problem. Asians are a problem. People with differing abilities are problems. Like we are, we are broken things. Mm-hmm. You know, we are deviations from the norm. And that's why we don't exist mm-hmm. in your world. You know, that the smartest, the cleverest witch of her age, you could never imagine her as a black woman. And I don't know why. Because we smarter than y'all every single day. <laughs> every day. That's why you're always asking us to save you from things. Tell the truth. Because you know that we can, right? Yeah. It, it doesn't make any sense. You know, apparently the Weasley men like black women. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> Okay, get over it. There are little Afro gingers running around. Yeah. Get over it. Like, and you can just bite me. Like, you can bite me. And you can write all the little angry emails you want to about it. You can write all the little angry tweets because guess what? I don't care. I don't care about what you think. Hermione is black uh-huh. and y'all can choke on it. Y'all can choke on it. I, I, I just don't care. Like, that was one moment of triumph. That was a moment of triumph in the Harry Potter verse. Um, and every time I get to rub it in, I'm gonna. Uh huh. Every single you deserve, time. You get to. Obviously, you get every, to. Of course. Yeah. Like, <laughs> every single time we're gonna rub it in. And we're gonna continue to pick apart the places where you don't do us credit you know we're going to pick up we don't care that it's a universe that you love because we love it too that's why we pick it apart that's why we can you know that's why we can say stuff like making nagini an east asian woman is bullshit it Mm -hmm. is that doesn't mean that we hate the story we're saying this is some stuff you didn't have to do Mm -hmm. you didn't have to do that Mm -hmm. and what are you saying to people (laughs) like when you create her as an animal and when the only other representation of East Asian women in the universe is Cho who you've relegated to being the little grieving girl Mm -hmm. after the death of Cedric who I always just want to call Edward (laughs) (laughs) But, but right I mean I don't think I don't think that you think you know the the folks who are so against um the readings of these texts because you know you can read a movie as a text yeah. or whatever people who are so against the reading of these texts in ways that 
expand the thought. To me, it is that you don't see us as equally human Mm -hmm. with you. That's basically what it is. Like it's, you know, we should be satisfied with crumbs. You know, at least you got an Asian woman in there. As if we can't say, okay, yes, we appreciate that. But if you're going to write for us, give us a life that is suitable. Yeah. You know, don't do shit like that. You know, we're supposed to be grateful, Eugenia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So grateful that you had one of us. Yeah. You even bothered. Yeah. You even bothered to to think that people outside of white people exist. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks. We appreciate you. You You know, we're we're background, but we, we, you know. Cool. Cool. I have I mean, have we literally talked about all of these? Yes. <laughs> like that's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> We've done it. Yeah. We've discussed them. Yeah, and this episode is only long because we had a lot to rant about. Yes. Not because there was it's a lot not of characters. it wasn't a lot of characters. We just went on and on. We just dumped all of the stuff that we Less talk than about. 10. Two, three, four, five, We're counting six, them. Seven, eight. Nine. Nine in the books. Wow. Nine Wow. One, two, three. Three in other... Well, three if we don't count the really minor characters. So, like, right. four for the Makusa head. Yeah. And then I guess there's people wow. that we've forgotten. That's it. Wow. So, what is it? Seven or eight books? Yeah. And movies. And that's how many we have. Yeah. Literally, like, a handful. And, and that's not... You know, that's not just saying this is the number of black, this is the number of Asian, this, all of them. Yeah. All, all of them, them who ain't white. Yeah. And the fact is, when there's a few, they're considered representative. That's yep. what we've all yep. learned. That's what we've all, all people of color have grown up in, yep. is that when there's one of us, we yep. have to represent. We, that's all. it. Like, and we're supposed to cheer for that one and feel represented by that yep. one. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah. Yep. Wow. That's it. We've talked that, about yeah. how we feel um, about the characters of color in Harry Potter um, and in the Potterverse at large. Yep. And now that we've done that and are famished, we're going to go and eat pumpkin pasties yes. and drink butterbeer. Yes. And um, yeah, in order to do that, we're going to have to go. So yep. I don't want to go, but we, we have, have to. to. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this special guest episode of The Gaily Prophet. Uh, Just a reminder, our next episode will be on the Chuck Tingle book, Trans Wizard Harriet Porber and the Bad Boy Parasaurolophus. That book is available only on Amazon. The ebook is $7, I believe. That episode will come out in two weeks. So grab that and read it. It's very short. And if you want to read this book and you have a financial barrier to being able to access it, please send us an email at thegailyprofit at gmail.com and we will buy the book for you. We want everyone to be able to access this who wants to. We've also had a couple listeners reach out and offer to buy a book for someone in need. So please don't feel bad. Just let us know. And you can find us 
on the internet at the Gailey Prophet on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can find everything about us on our website, which is thegaileyprophet.com. You can support our work, which lately is mostly just moderating comments on social media by going to patreon.com slash thegaileyprophet. You can also leave us a tip through Venmo or PayPal or by clicking donate on our website. The links to all of those options can be found in our Instagram link in bio. And uh, our show art is by Theo Julian Forrester. And until next time, read a trans positive Harry Potter parody. You're gonna love it.